1: Learn more at marines.com.
0: Oh, welcome into the PHNX Daily Bet Show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe if you're new and leave us a five-star review. I'm Shane Dievenbach joined as always by Johnny Venerable and it is now Friday, which means it's not Thursday, which means we don't have to be on the same day as that damned football game everybody was forced to watch last night. Oh, my goodness, Lord. I, first of all, I just want to praise the Broncos fans that left before overtime started. That's great. Amazing.
1: I've had enough of this shit. I'm beating the traffic. I'm going home. Uh, I don't. First of all, I commend them. I don't think you should be forced to watch bad football. When you pay a premium and you've sat through four quarters and you don't want to watch that garbage anymore. Kudos to you. That the tickets are expensive. I will not get on fans for that. They have seen no, enough.
0: Definitely. Um, as some people know, I'm a I'm a closeted Seattle fan. Um, you know, watched Russell Wilson for years, and Broncos fans just went through five years of being a Seattle Seahawks fan in about five quarters of football. Uh, that was just mm. yeah, they did that. That is that is the most Seattle thing I've ever seen, and it turns out it's just a Russell Wilson thing. And if you remember, Johnny. Um, And some of the viewers watching remember the AFC West preview we did early August. Um, Why don't we just roll the tape? No, no. (laughs) As soon as the Russell Wilson thing happened, I was so fired up to watch this team. Um, And especially their defense and how great they've been. But then kind of looking at individual talent now, and it's a lot different. So this might surprise some people, but I'm actually taking the Denver Broncos, too finished last in this division, plus 350. The Broncos had trouble blocking for Drew Locke last year um, mm. on their offensive line. Mm. Lloyd Cushenberry had a lot of struggles, and that whole offensive line is just not great. Blocking for Russell Wilson is even harder than blocking for Drew Locke because what he makes of with his legs. Garrett Boyle's is
1: fine. Their, their, their offensive line is better than Seattle's has been.
0: I know. That's, that's not what I'm arguing. I'm just saying when you have trouble with one quarterback and you're going to a quarterback it's even harder to block for um in Russell Wilson. He does he might, run
1: into some sacks. Yeah. He
0: does. So that's that's one. Two, Tim Patrick was one of the best players on this team in the, in terms of individual talent. Jerry Judy, the more and more I watch him, the more and more I'm not impressed and just think okay. he was a great route runner in college. That man couldn't get open last year. He just couldn't get open. He made some fantastic catches. He is a he is a very athletic great possession receiver I don't know if that benefits Russell Wilson as much as people think and then you get Cortland Sutton who didn't really look like himself after the ACL injury I still think he's going to be great but Tim Patrick was that down the field threat Tim Patrick was that guy that would have benefited the most off of the Russell Wilson deep ball and then other than that where is the separation coming from you don't have star tight ends you 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 don't have a great running game, which Russell Wilson has shown he kind of needs because the Let Russ Cook era didn't really work that well because you you couldn't run the ball. Okay, but this um, but but this is my point. Nathaniel Hackett had a quarterback that was willing to change his offense, so that's one thing um, that did happen. And it it is what it is. It's not. I'm not saying this is over. I'm not saying they're going to finish last by any means. The the season still has a lot of time left. Um. This isn't sound. It's sound the alarm time, but it's not this. This team is done. This team is cooked. It looks bad. But I do just want to remind you of one thing, and that's your Nathaniel Hackett fandom. So we'll go ahead and roll this one too. I
1: have a, I think, a very bright offensive play caller at the head coach. I had an opportunity to connect with Nathaniel Hackett, in the NFL combine. Shameless plug. Spent about 30 minutes with him. Incredibly bright. He put the yeah. game plan together once upon a time when Aaron Rodgers and company went to State Farm Stadium last Halloween without Devontae Adams and a bunch of their players and, and really just embarrassed the Cardinals. And he put that game plan together offensively. I, he is, he's a low ego kind of guy. Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy, KJ Hamler is an, is enough offensively for Russell Wilson. Okay. But this,
0: Um, but, but this is my point. Nathaniel Hackett had a quarterback that was willing to change his offense it wasn't a quarterback that had to be built around Nathaniel Hackett ran RPOs with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers was willing to do that.
1: Everything Russell Wilson is that guy.
0: Russell okay. Wilson this isn't that bet, guy.
1: Joe, I didn't know I was gonna be shamed for five minutes. Hey, <laughs> no, th- no, 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 no this you, is... you've been talking for fucking six minutes. Let me say something. Kay. Nathaniel Hackett was signed off by Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson to be this head coach. You can mm-hmm. that's indisputable. Both of them wanted him. And so, like, yeah, has he been bad? He's been bad. I, I I cannot deny that. I wanted to like him. I do like him as a person. Um, but he he has not been good. But I to sit here and say, like, Aaron Rodgers wanted Mike McCarthy fired, he he they the the Broncos thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers and they thought that Nathaniel Hackett was gonna be the cornerstone piece to get him there. That didn't work out. So like I, I I have watched Russell Wilson dominate for for ten years. Yeah, there, no one could have saw this coming. I, I know Seattle fans are putting on their you know agenda hats and are saying, "Well, we know, knew this was happening." That's bullshit. He's a, his winning percentage is like over seven hundred. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. For him to be this bad and no one could predict it no well and and i'm not i'm not
0: the reason why i played that was just to poke fun i'm not saying that you were completely wrong by thinking nathaniel hackett i
1: picked them to win the division that was grossly inaccurate
0: yeah and and that and that's fine it wasn't it wasn't the reason why i played that clip was to just poke fun at you because you said that you're friends with nathaniel hackett whatever the reason why i played that was because what i said at the end is exactly what is happening russell wilson and and even Richard Sherman said this last night. I'm sure everybody's seen this. Russell Wilson met with Nathaniel Hackett after the timeout was called, after they had already lined up in shotgun. And they came back and ran the same play on fourth and one when you need a yard when Mike Boone is running through people. Nathaniel Hackett followed what Russell Wilson said. And then after the game, Richard Sherman said, quote, you need to learn from your mistakes. Has he not learned from his mistakes? Talking about Russell Wilson, does that not just say... That Russell Wilson probably was the one that at least said, "Let's do this. Let's pass on the one-yard line in the Super Bowl. Let's do it again on fourth and one in a game that didn't mean much." But it just it it just comes to show that Russell Wilson has his hand in the cookie jar, maybe a little bit too much on NFL teams.
1: Is like we all thought he had a fake personality, but it was always coupled by the fact that he won a bunch of games. He's a champion. He's a Hall of Famer. Like whatever it is off the field, like when he's in the locker room. Like, I, I'm not going to question his leadership. It feels like now people are seeing him as more of a fraud, a big-time fraud, that he does not take ownership of his mistakes, um, like you mentioned. And last night was the worst game I've ever seen him play in the history of his NFL career. I've watched a lot of Seahawk football because he's been in the NFC West. He cost us a lot of money yesterday when literally everything, Shane and I had multiple 8, 10, 11-leg parlays, everything else hit except for things that were directly tied to Russell Wilson. And he cost us a lot of money yesterday. And so I'm I'm here dejected. I had three different parlays. I was convinced one, one. one of them was going to hit, and and he blew all of them for me. Yeah. For
0: me. Well, let's, let's, let's go ahead and look at our picks. Johnny and I both have the under and the Broncos. Um, so we hit one of those. The under was very free. We'll, we can skate over All those. the sack ones were easy. The interception yeah. ones were easy. Yeah. We'll get into Johnny's props now from last night. Bradley Chubb got that sack. Um, but no touchdowns were scored in the game. And then my props from yesterday. um, I never want to ever, ever sweat a first touchdown score in overtime again. That was horrendous. That was the worst thing ever. Matt Ryan threw two picks, and Russell Wilson actually had a big run at the start of the game that blew that under-rushing yard total off, and then he didn't run at all. Um, But he did look slow, so I was right on that. Yeah, just a weird game. I don't know. I just don't want to talk about this anymore. It was disgusting. And yeah, one thing I did notice last night, I was in DMVR's chat that obviously fandom in different areas are way, way different. The local and the outside view is completely skewed. Um, one thing that I saw that I sent to Johnny that was hilarious, people were questioning trading Drew Lockaway and just waiting to get a quarterback in the draft, which is unbelievable. Um, Broncos fans are in shambles right now, but the second thing I saw, I didn't realize how much Broncos fans hated Jerry Judy. They're done with him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he is, he's, he's a number two, ideally right now. He is not a number one receiver. It's kind of funny. You go back in that draft class and everybody thought it was going to be a, a generational draft and Henry Ruggs, obviously tragic. He's out of the league. He's in, he's in prison. Um, you talk about CD lamb, who I think we want to wrap our arms around but it probably is just a high-end number two at this point, a low, low low-end number one. Yeah, Jerry Judy's been disappointing. It's really just been the guy who went in the 20s, Justin Jefferson, who has been the alpha of that class. So um, I thought Judy would flourish with Russell. I was incorrect. Same thing with Cortland Sutton. If, If those guys can put up average numbers with an average quarterback like Drew Locke, Geno Smith... Not Geno Smith, but but Drew Locke, then I I thought with Russell they would take off. It yeah. hasn't happened yet.
0: The last thing I'll say about the Broncos is I did mention it um, on the preview show, they're gonna miss Tim Patrick. And I think if they if they really if they can gain a little bit of momentum at the end of the year, even if they only win eight games, um, and they can go in next year feeling a little more confident Tim Patrick's healthy, I think they'll be okay. Cause Tim Patrick is not only You know, a physical presence, but he's also a typical Russell Wilson receiver, a DK Metcalf type of guy. Um, But the biggest thing is there's no separation. Cortland Sutton's great, but he's not a world beater, separator. And Jerry Judy can't get open. Uh, KJ Hamler was, though, last night. All right, let's move on. Um, Guys, we got a lot to talk about today. NHL is underway. Uh, The Sharks are playing the Preds in somewhere in Europe. I forget where. Um, That game puck drop was at 11 a.m. Uh, the wild card is underway. Your precious Cardinals are playing right now. I believe the score is still 0-0. The Rays were able to get the dub. And my precious Mariners, the first time in 21 years, are playing baseball later. But then we also have a flurry of NFL games and college football. It's the best time of the year. And the only way to bet on these games is on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download it today and use that promo code PHNEXT because right now DraftKings has the best offer in the world. You can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. And if they do, you get $200 in free bets instantly. And if that's not enough, you can do a stepped-up same-game parlay, which me and Johnny did last night. was very close. Um, I just needed a, a just touchdowns. That's all I needed, just, just two touchdowns from the Broncos. And one wanted them to be Melvin Gordon. It was, it was so sad. Um, but they gave me 100% profit boost for that. Could have won a good amount of money. So download that app, um, promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for more details. Johnny, what do you like this weekend? Just from uh, a, like- not your
1: picks yet, just in general. Now I just... I cover the Arizona Cardinals for a living. I love this franchise and this team. I want to believe that they can win uh, against Philadelphia. Um, Rodney Hudson is out. Uh, I still think the Cardinals are going to be competitive, but right now I'm I'm leaning Philadelphia money line. Even though I gave you Cards money line, I just go back and forth. Cardinals show later today, four four thirty p.m. myself. Bob Brock, Frank Sanders. I may change my mind. I'll tell you a game I, I'm really interested in. Is the LA Rams at the Dallas Cowboys or I think maybe they're hosting them in uh Los Angeles. If Cooper Rush goes 4 and one like you cannot start Dak Prescott if he beats the defending Super Bowl champions, um, is Matthew Stafford completely done? Just the hierarchy of the NFC, the fact that um the fact that the Green Bay Packers continue to get huge breaks. They get the fraudulent Giants with, you know, Danny Dimes may or may not play. I just the the NFC to me is so wide open. Uh, because I don't buy the San Francisco 49ers. I think there's a chance they could get a good game from Baker Mayfield in Carolina because it's a classic emotional letdown game for Jimmy G, and that defense mm-hmm. is legit. I just Tampa Bay is missing a bunch of players. That that game interests me. Just the the higher because I I know what I have in the AFC. I know Buffalo's legit. I know the Ravens are great. I know the, the Chiefs are awesome, but the NFC like It could be very similar to what we had with Cincinnati last year, where who's hot in December and January? We could have a team as a sixth, seventh, or a fifth seed and and get to the Super Bowl. And if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan, that's good news.
0: Yep. Definitely. This should be a a turning point weekend in the NFL. Obviously, the Broncos had their moment, and the Colts. Who do you
1: buy into in the NFC? Like, if somebody asked you today, pick a team to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC today, who would you pick?
0: (sighs) It's so tough. That's so tough.
1: We're both on the same page that green Bay is fraudulent. We're not buying anybody else as a contender in that division. You don't buy anybody in the North as a contender. Like I'm sorry, Philadelphia. You haven't, you haven't played anybody yet and you've led in every game. Like I just, that's why I think,
0: that's why I think this week is the turning point. I can't give you a, a, a firm answer. I think if I had to pick gun to my head, I would probably say the 49ers just because of the defense. It's, We've seen Jimmy G lead this team to an NFC championship right. before.
1: No, I don't I don't yeah. have a problem with like, and it was the thing that I was very staunchly opposed to the mindset that Trey Lance was going to take this team to the Super Bowl. Like, they did not want to play Trey Lance. Yeah. They wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. The, the players on this team wanted Jimmy Garoppolo because he's done it before.
0: Yeah. Uh Aaron in the chat saying, I feel like the 49ers could squeak by. Yeah, it's I don't know. This is but again, litmus test week for sure. I mean, the Bengals and the Ravens, that's a huge game for both of those teams. Um, turning point in the season for them. Eagles and Cardinals, a huge game, um, and even the Niners and Panthers. Even though the Niners should win this game handedly, if they don't, then people start to talk, and I don't know if they're that good. Yeah, I can't tell you who's winning the NFC. I have no idea, and we'll find out this
1: week. But Johnny, from a betting perspective, where what lines grab your eye? Let's uh, I am all over the Commanders this weekend. They have the number one run defense WFT. in the NFL, <laughs> and you talk about you talk about. The fact that look who's not playing for the Tennessee Titans. Trey Burke is out. They are 100% one dimensional. I think the commanders are going to shut down the offense completely, take the under in this game. But formerly the Washington football team, now the commanders, they're going to win outright. The Rams, I'll be shocked if they don't cover this. Uh, McVeigh will pull this out of his ass because we're, we're not, I cannot imagine sitting here on Monday and the Rams be under 500, having just lost to, to Cooper Rush. I'm going to take Cards Money Line. You know, TBD on that one. I can't. That's what my heart wants to do. But this team hasn't won a home game in a calendar year. The Packers get fraudulent, fraudulent New York Giants. Just another gift. They get a backup of a backup with New England. Two weeks ago, what happens? I get to play Tom Brady and literally nobody else. Mike Evans was out that game. Julio Jones was out that game. Chris Godwin's out that game. And now they just get another gift. Here's a gift of the Giants yep. without any offensive players. And then uh, take the under in the cards, Philadelphia game. I know a lot of people are saying this is going to be a sexy high scoring affair. Not if you watch the Cardinals in the first half, they can't score points. And the Cardinals defense is only allowing 16 points per game the last two weeks. I think they're going to keep Philadelphia contained, at least in the first half. Run defense has been much better. Uh, I think the game ends up somewhere between 44 to 45 points total. Yeah,
0: I, I like all those picks for sure, I, especially what you said about the Packers. It is pretty ridiculous their schedule up to this point. Uh, they are fraudulent. Can somebody despite.
1: step up in that division and just knock them on their ass, please. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's the Vikings, but we'll see. That game,
0: that line, Vikings minus seven and a half against the Bears division game at home. Stay or the fuck away from that. Bye, I have bye. no idea what's going to happen there. Uh, all right, let's get into my picks for this week. Uh, as I said, I, I, I'm going to trust the Niners till I can't. Uh, the Bears game was gross, but this defense looks in- incredible. They have Troy Polamalu reincarnated and Hufunga in the in their secondary, one of the best safeties in the NFL, if not the best this year. Taking their line at six and a half um, on the road. Just, it, look, Baker Mayfield, the Panthers are tragic. It, I'll, I'll get into him later, but I, I think the Niners can roll in this game, and I think they definitely should. Dolphins love affair. Teddy two gloves. Didn't look terrible. They still have a talented receiving core. I This line was at three. I got it at three earlier in the week. I can't believe it's only at three and a half now. They're in New York playing the Jets. The Jets look a little bit better, but I don't think they can compete with this high-scoring offense of the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins minus three and a half. Chargers banged up like the Chargers in this spot, though. Chargers only favored by two points at Cleveland. Taking a lot of, uh, uh, of road favorites, which is always a little sketchy, but uh, Justin Herbert is Justin Herbert, and... You know, and I just this Browns offense is just so uninspired. I'm taking the Chargers minus two again. They don't think they're going to compete Then the Falcons. Cal Pitts announced out today, the line moved to 10. But Cal Pitts hasn't really been a factor in terms of scoring points. Um, he's a, he, they've been using him as a blocker because he's such a threat downfield and no Cordero. I just think this line is too much for Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know, man. That I, I, those are two of
1: their three best players. <laughs>
0: I, I'm very aware. I, I just think that this line is too much for Tampa Bay. This team competes. The Falcons have heart. Um, 10 points is a lot of points. I, I'm taking them it plus is. 10.
1: For a divisional game, it is.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Detroit at New England. This game has to go over. I think people like the under just because the Patriots love playing slow and they don't score a lot of points. I think Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris might combine for 170 yards rushing. Uh, Detroit can't stop the run. Detroit likes to score, taking the over at 46 and a half in that game.
1: I like your picks. Uh, I don't love any of them. Um, I'm a little bit concerned with Miami, the Tua stuff, like, how is that going to be messing? No pun intended with Miami's psyche, their head. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater, like Teddy, Teddy comes in and plays well in spot starts. But like if I have a whole week to game plan against Teddy Bridgewater, that's, that's an issue for me. If, if I'm Mike McDaniel with the opposing team. And then I also think, listen, at the end of the day, like, are the Lions just the Lions again? Like, I, I bet on them to win the division, and I've seen glim, glimmers of really great offensive play. They're the number one offense in the NFL. But and you can see now Ernesto in the chat, that over-under down to 45 and a half. I just keep going back to the fact that, like, if this is the Detroit Lions of old, they lose this game and the season, basically, you're one and four, you're done. And so, like, this is a... I think this is a must-win for Dan Campbell. You have to be Bill Belichick. And on the flip side... New England season is likely over too. I mean, low key seasons are on the line. Bill Belichick after one loss, don't bet against him. Bill Belichick after
0: two, uh oh, Um, yeah.
1: Somebody said that Tom Brady's never had a three-game losing streak in his career. Good hell. So that that something must be said to the fact that Bill and he used to figure it out often. Of course, it's carried through to, to Tampa. But I don't, I don't believe in the Patriots at all. I just. I, I believe less than Dan going into Fox.
0: Yeah, program. I just I, I think they're going to run the ball a ton, and I think it's going to work. I think they're going to burst a lot. Their offensive I, I line is deal.
1: elite. It's a great offensive line.
0: Yeah, and, and the and the, the we've we've seen what the lines rush or yeah rushing defense has been. It's just been non-existent. All right, Johnny. Prop wise, where do you find
1: value? Uh, Jamal Williams, anytime touchdown. He we had a huge game last week. Uh, I think uh, he carves up New England, um, and that's really their focal point offensively with no Amin, Ron St. Brown again. I like my Mike Evans' first touchdown against Atlanta. Um, I know Atlanta, AJ Terrell's fantastic, but uh, Tampa is still without a large majority of their weaponry. Julio Jones is gonna play. I think he's gonna be a decoy. I do not mm-hmm. think he's got the stamina to play even 50 plus percent of the snaps. And Atlanta's run defense hasn't hasn't been great. So if you're thinking, okay, I don't want to go Mike Evans, AJ Terrell, then I would say maybe Rick Mashad Wright first touchdown. I would when I would imagine out. that's some that's something like probably plus 1,000, and we saw how bad Atlanta's run defense was back-to-back weeks against Seattle and Cleveland. And then Shane, to be cute, minus 1,100, maybe change that to a plus, plus 1,100 maybe? Hey, come on now. Let me get you those odds
0: on former ASU running back Rashad White. Because scored...
1: Lenny, what's going on with Lenny?
0: Has yeah. he been dinged oh. up a little bit? Rashad White's plus 1,300. Let's call the first uh, touchdown. He's been, I don't he's hate been that. I, I, don't, I don't hate it. I like that a lot. Um, all right, we'll get into my props. Uh, Jamar Chase. Over 70 and a half receiving yards. This game is going to be a shootout. Where Baltimore he's had trouble against star receivers, um, and he's going to be the main target in this game, taking his over at 70 and a half receiving yards. Time for a breakout game for Mr. Jamar Chase. Hasn't had a huge one yet. And then Drake London, another guy that's without their other target in, um, in Kyle Pitts, taking his over at 59 and a half receiving yards. Love me some Drake London. And then Baker Mayfield, the over under on his passing yard is, is under 200. I'm taking the under. I think this this is going to be a clinic defensively for the 49ers. Uh, 195 and a half passing yards, taking the under on Baker Mayfield. Um, but that isn't all we got today because, of course, I had to sprinkle in the Seattle Mariners. My DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week is Mariners Moneyline today, baby. Plus 110, injected into my veins. Luis Castillo on the bump for the Mariners. I'm taking his over on strikeouts at 5.5, plus 120. And then Julio! Give me a first home run, plus 9.50. He is in the leadoff spot. Could do it. The first pitch of the game and he's got great odds on that. He's hit 28 this year. The man is just a wagon. He's built for this. There's magic in the air. Seattle hasn't played a playoff game in 21 years. Give me something special tonight, Seattle. First home run, plus 950 for Mr. Julio Rodriguez.
1: Uh, I didn't get my bets in in time because, you know, the game started already. But I took the St. Louis Cardinals money line. I took a parlay that included Jose and Quintana, six strikeouts. I only has two right now. Uh, Nolan and Renato. Two hits, including one to be a home run. Still have time for that. The Cardinals are trying to fend off Philadelphia. They've got a runner on third. Quintana has been fantastic, but unfortunately, so is Zach Wheeler. Wheeler had great numbers against the Cardinals coming into this game, so I'm not surprised this is a fierce pitching matchup. But if you're the Cardinals, you got to take care of business against the Phillies. I don't know how they would do against somebody like you know the Braves or or the Mets or the Dodgers, but you can't lose this Phillies team. Too much good magic and mojo with the St. Louis Cardinal team. Got to get some runs though. Definitely. Uh, Anything else before we get out of here, Mr. Johnny? Yes, PHNX Cardinals live, like I mentioned today, 4.30 p.m. Myself, Bob Rock, Frank Sanders in studio in downtown Phoenix. We're going to be talking about everything and anything ahead of Philadelphia at Arizona this weekend. Rodney Hudson, unfortunately, will not play. What do the Cardinals do in the short term? And how do they slow down this Jalen Hurts-led offense that seemingly can't be stopped week to week, Shano?
0: ph next Sun devil's live at 3 p.m as always on fridays friday fun day I'm playing some hot now. i'm gonna preview the game against washington 1 p.m kickoff tomorrow we got an early game gonna be a good one um and yeah come watch the tailgate show on sundays every sunday at uh, an hour before the early games i'm super excited for that definitely come join us We we'll drink.
1: hold pizza. out how about it for the fellas
0: what tailgate what'd you say sold out oh sold out Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. You can follow me on Twitter at Shane D. If you can follow Johnny on Twitter at Johnny Venerable, you follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore batch. Follow PHNX underscore sports across all socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're going to get out of here. But until Monday, peace. Or peace. Love. Uh-oh. And Julio!